Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you could make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of SpecRight, the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with the click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK plastics tax. Go to specright.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by Myers Printing, which happens to be where I work as a senior vice president and coincidentally is the best sustainable printing company in the entire United States. Myers is a third generation family business on a mission to create a sustainable future for people, products, and our planet. We're proud to help the important work of the United Nations at COP28. For more information about Myers, the awesome products we manufacture, and our commitment to sustainability, click the link below in the show notes or reach out to me on LinkedIn or just through the Substack app. Join Myers in building a greener future, one package at a time. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. I'm excited to be recording this from my desk and not my tiny little podcast closet uh, because I did not set up my uh, computer in there. So grabbed a mic and here we are. So I have my my lovely uh, brick wall background. If you're watching or if you're listening to this, I'm painting that story along with the fact that I am joined by not one, not two, not three, but four people here on the episode today. And so uh, uh, we've got a, a, a tag special. Can we, is that what we call this? The, the tag special? Is there another, uh, anyone else have any fun? I mean, you can say tag team. Tag team's fun. That was way better. I feel like I just need to start over, Emily, because you absolutely killed it. Yeah, so tag team uh, is back again. And uh, if anyone's a fan of the 90s, uh, 90s rap music scene. That would be, that'd be a, an homage back to that. So the tag team, thank you for that, Emily, uh, is is here on the People of Packaging podcast. So I've got a uh, repeat guest, Devin Nutter. Devin is the overall... Uh, wait, nope, hang on. That's, my, that's the wrong thing. Devin is... He does sourcing. He's director of strategic sourcing and the strategic sourcing center of excellence, subject matter expert. Devin, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. If everyone, if everyone wants to hear only Devin, solo Devin, tag solo, uh, you can go. I forget what ep- what episode it is, but I'll make sure to put it in the in the show notes. I'll tag you in the show notes. I'm not proud of that one, by the way. That was a uh, well, well played, well played, Adam. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we've also got Jan Stolerman. Jan is the global business director director uh, and the packaging center of excellence subject matter expert, aka SME. Jan. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Thanks for having me. Jan, where are you based out of? I am based out of New York City. Okay. And Devin, are you you're still down in uh in the Georgia area? Okay. Yes, I am. We've got Atlanta, we've got Georgia, and then we've got Emily Stolarsic. Did I do it? Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it. Yes. Uh Emily is the sustainability director over at TAG and also very quick thinker on her feet uh, coming up with names. So Emily, where are you based out of? I'm also in New York. Okay. Got it. Now, what is it? Are you, are you both in the city um, in like actual New York city or are you upstate where I feel like is just everything that's not New York city? 
I'm upstate. Okay. Yeah. That, that would put me downstate because I am based in the New York City office. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're mid-state. Um, and then finally, uh, we've got Paul Lynch. Paul is the head of experience and commerce for the UK and Ireland. And Paul is, as when he talks, you're going to find out he's definitely based in uh, Oklahoma, I believe. Is that correct, Paul? <laughs> uh, no, that's not quite correct, Adam, but uh, nice to meet you. I'm actually based in um, Hampshire in the UK. So and that would be old Hampshire, not new Hampshire like we have over here. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. All right. Got it. Um, well, uh, you know, Paul, I think the question that really is on everyone's mind over here in the U.S. is how long does it take for you to get to Wrexham and have you met Ryan Reynolds over there? <laughs> well, for me to get to Wrexham, it's about an hour and a half. But uh, no, I haven't. OK. Uh, no, I'm a big Manchester United fan, so I wouldn't go to Wrexham. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they're not even really in the same, literally in the same league, right? They're two totally different uh <laughs> totally different clubs, but, um, this is not going to be a podcast about uh, European football. Thank God. Cause it would be, uh, it would, it would be probably a couple of people discussing. We're going to talk about packaging, specifically connected packaging and sustainability and, you know, just what tag is doing about it. So, uh, I'm going to start with you, Jan. So, uh, you were, you were tagged. Gosh, this is going to, I have to, I really got to watch the dad doing that. Yeah. I just have to watch it. Uh, but uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about who tag is and, and what do you all do? Of course. Thank you, Adam. Um, so interesting tag is a 50 year old company. So we're hoping that a lot of people have heard of tag. Um, we are a global creative production and sourcing powerhouse um, to brands and agencies worldwide. So we, we work directly with brands, and we also work with the agencies of those brands. Um, we're best known for bringing big ideas to life by delivering impactful content at speed and scale across channels and regions so brands can operate more efficiently and effectively by doing more with less. We are a global company. We have offices all over the world. We do follow the sun. Um, at Tag Americas, we deliver via what we call center of excellences or COEs. That's our operating model of more than 10 centers, each led by an SME or subject matter expert. That includes creative studio, shopper marketing, language services, social media, and of course my favorite and my passion, packaging. Um, I am the SME for the packaging uh, COE uh, tag is a one-stop solution for CPGs and all brand categories. So FMCGs, uh, life sciences, beauty fragrance. We are completing packaging uh, for all those types of categories. And we are a from beginning to end service organization. That means we can do strate strategic design. We can do tier two and tier three creative we can do experiential design. We can do all of the artworking and, of course, the sourcing. Um, and surrounding that is technology that we are investing over the next two years over $14 million into, mm. which we think is world-class, world-leading, and is going to be like phenomenal once we put all of the different modules that we're developing into it. Got it. 
Well, I would also agree that packaging is incredible and dare I say, packaging is awesome. Um, and so, you know, Devin, I, I'd be curious uh, because, you know, behind closed doors, you said they're never going to say this, but sourcing is by far the coolest and most important thing that we do at TAG. Um, so, uh, but, you know, maybe talk a little bit about the the importance of, you know, why, like, I think people get packaging design and, you know, kind of some of these iterations around, uh, you know, some of the marketing elements and, you know, why they why they may use use somebody like TAG. But what what is it about what you do with sourcing that kind of differentiates you from from other other companies? So one of the things, the fact is that we are a production agency that has a powerhouse of sourcing embedded in it, right? So what we do with the sourcing piece is the activation, basically getting the package, making it come to fruition, putting it out to market. But what Jan's talking about and what we're able to do now is fully end to end from the idea of concept through production, through through monitoring sustainability, tracking trace features. So again, the sourcing aspect of this really is just making making the dream work, right? So that's we're able to pull it together based on what Jan is able to produce. And then we hand it over Paul and his team were able to provide some analytics on on the marketing that success aspect of this, and then Emily here is also able to give us some some insights into how we can be more sustainable in our actions and how we how we produce the pieces and how can we manage them once they're out in the market. And you know, I think that that really comes through this idea of of connectedness, right? Um, you know, not only do, do you all have to be connected and, and Paul, I'm actually going to, I'll bring in a, a, a soccer or a football reference here. You know, I mm -hmm. think there is something really beautiful when you see kind of that buildup, right. And the whole team is connected and, and, you know, the passes are going to the right spot and, and, you know, the ball, the ball moves down the pitch at a, uh, at, at this, this, it's, it's such a beautiful moment, right. When, when the ball, you know, gets, gets in the net. It's, well, it's, it's beautiful if it's your team. It's heartbreaking if it's not your team. Um, this idea of connection, I think, is very is very real at TAG. And while I'm sure, you know, the company 50 years ago didn't set out to start talking about, you know, connected packaging the way we may see it today, how have you seen that evolve? And, and kind of what role does TAG play in this, this sort of ambiguous world of connected packaging? Modern consumers want modern buying experiences, and they don't just want them, they expect them. Beyond killer on-site buying experiences, consumers expect seamless experiences from checkout to delivery. And when things go wrong, and they do a lot, we know this in the packaging industry, they expect the brand to make it right and make it right quickly. In fact, 89% of consumers say they stop buying from a brand after just one bad buying experience. That's where label comes in. Label Protect is a brand-first, buyer-focused protection solution that's uniquely designed to make shipping issues a thing of the past. Instead of leaving your buying experience a chance, you can give your customers peace of mind at checkout knowing their orders are 100% covered from loss, theft, damage, and more. And with a 98% claim approval rate, 24-hour resolution time, and best-in-class revenue share, Label reduces customer support overhead, protects your bottom line, increases profits, and most importantly, Label keeps your customers coming back for more. Whether you ship 100 orders a month or 100,000, it's time to make the final mile part of your competitive advantage with Label. You can learn more by clicking the link in the show notes or going to labl.com 
labtx.com. That's L-A-B-L-T-X.com. So I think the uh, I think what we're seeing is we're we're moving into a world where brands want to own first party data, and one mm-hmm. of the ways of of initially doing that was to connect the package um, to a redemption site or to a to a site that captured that uh, user's details, and and I think we're seeing the evolution of that now into much more of a uh, richer environment that not only just includes content but it includes gamification so we're, we're finding that uh, that our customers are actually looking to use the digital platform to change their campaigns and not necessarily continually reprint the packaging to launch a campaign they may reduce that cycle to three or four times a year rather than eight to ten times a a year so that that whole experience you know not just from a qr code scanning but also you know perhaps using um other technology like watermarking and rf id tags so that you can connect the packaging in store um we're, we're seeing um a lot of value for that and owning your first party data enables you then to understand your consumer base and therefore you can start to personalize your messaging back to that consumer base because you've got a real connection and that and that really is a desire that we're seeing from cpg companies it does seem as though this idea of being connected to the consumer has really i mean it's really grown over the last five to seven years and not that people weren't but there seemed to be this idea that brands could be a little bit disconnected because of the retail supply chain, you know, the distribution of products through retail. And then you had this explosion of e-commerce that started with, you know, globally, not just with Amazon, but then also COVID, I think really brought a lot of brands into having to know a little bit more about their consumers. Have, have you all seen a, a bigger uptick in brands coming to you and saying, we don't really know how to do this, but we know that we need to have access to the data. We need to know what our customers are really doing, our actual customers. We need to know what they're really doing and we don't really know how to do it. Or are they coming to you with, we we have a we have a really good idea of how this is going to be accomplished. We know that we need to have, you know, NFC tags on all of our retail displays or whatever it is. Or is it kind of a mixed bag of how they're coming to you all? It's I'll a, jump in a, here it, for that from a sourcing yeah. piece, if you don't mind, Jen. Or, I'm sorry, Paul. It's always, it always just, comes back to sourcing, doesn't it, Devin? It, it always comes back to sourcing because I want to jump <laughs> into it. But what I wanted to say is that we get approached by this a lot at the sourcing stage, which really is too late in the model. Because mm. all we're doing at this point is just sourcing the components. We're sourcing the pieces, making sure it can actually get out. But you really want to start piping this in from the concept point of view. You want to start bringing in people like Paul and people like Jan and their teams to help you ideate what you're trying to do with the package, what you have in mind, how you can make that succeed. So Paul, sorry to over talk you earlier there. I'll hand that back over to you to add some color to that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really important um, is to make sure that that customer experience is the same across all channels. So I think, I think uh, in the past brands haven't been aware of that and therefore they might actually have multiple experiences across different channels. So I think if you start from the entry point, um, you're going to get a much better consumer experience so we we are seeing customers you know mainly trying to capture first party data to understand their consumers and to be able to engage with them but what what they are finding is that you've got to bring that consumer back to you 
even if they buy the initial product and connect. So you've got to create an environment which actually gives them uh, more information. So for example, we, we've all been discussing in TAG about how we could, perhaps through that connected packaging um, interface, provide instructions on how to recycle the product after use. Very simple, adds to our CPG's uh, company's sustainability uh, criteria, but but it actually then really shows people how they can recycle that packaging. Well, Paul, you have provided a perfect segue to uh, to uh, to Emily and and what what you're all doing with sustainability there, because I know uh, I, I like this idea that that you shared about transparency and sustainability which obviously is connected back to the connection of the packaging, you know, to, to the product and, and what the heck we're supposed to do because consumers are really unclear as to what they're supposed to do with their packaging. So what are some things that, that y'all are doing, Emily, in terms of sustainability and, and helping brands to communicate what, what there's, what the transparency is in the sustainability? Such a hot topic and so much to go into. Um, so with sustainability, so long we had this shit or we had this uh, accepted state where the responsibility of what happens with a package after it's left the brand or after it's left the real re retailer was really on the consumer, right? It was the consumer's responsibility to dispose of that package. And for a long time, it was just, okay, that goes into the garbage. Maybe that's incineration, maybe that's landfill. And then we've started this whole narrative around recyclability and it's really complex. And I think when we talk about this layer of COVID, it really caused a lot of stress on recycling systems globally, right? We saw a huge decrease around recycling. So I think brands are responding to that and that it's with the rise of extended producer responsibility schemes or EPR, it's no longer up to just the consumers of what happens to that package. It's actually the responsibility of the company who make that package and put it on a shelf. So how can TAG support all of those brands? And many of these brands we've seen make commitments to having either they're moving big move away from single use, right? So it's maybe it's recyclable, maybe it's reusable, maybe it's compostable, maybe it's a mix of all of the above. But many of these brands are making these commitments often by 2025. And so it's up to companies like Tag to say, okay, this is what we can do. This is how we can help you in this journey. We're going to take something that maybe wasn't compostable and make it compostable wasn't recyclable, make it recyclable, but we still have to meet all of the requirements around that packaging, right? It still has to perform. It still has to be as eye-catching as it always was. Uh, there are so many different attributes and the, the connected package is just adding a lot more information on what happens to that package in its journey. And so Paul started talking about some end of life options, right? So where does it go? How are we tracking that? How much of it is being recycled? These are all pieces of information that um, brands and consumers are looking for. Yeah, for sure. Is is the the convergence then of sustainability and EPR? And as we've been talking to, I've been thinking about this. There's we have a lot of acronyms in the packaging industry. We've talked about CPG, FMCG, EPR. Uh, I'm SME. sure we, SME, COE, yeah. you know, we haven't even talked RFID, NFC, man, we just, we love these things. Uh, I, I should put like a glossary together at the end of this podcast <laughs> just to show everybody what everything is. But this convergence of connected packaging and sustainability, I find to be fascinating. So for example, 
if you put an RFID tag on a integrated into a label and then put that label onto a container, you know, how that, that could really benefit the connectedness of the packaging. And also I'm not sure what the impact of it is on the recyclability of it. So how, I don't know if, if Jan or Emily would want to take this, how are brands navigating both of these worlds simultaneously and, and how do you help them unearth or understand this? So there's a lot of there's a lot of attention being put on materials. Um, and I think that when we look at materials, so RFID tags, many benefits, right? However, some of those benefits turn into challenges when we talk about end of life and recyclability, just with the RFID tags. And so with RFID, it's like, okay, can you make it reusable? Yes, that is an option, but then there's going to be often a price increase for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, can you make it out of a material that is maybe be compostable or recyclable? Yes, but then it has to be sorted appropriately. So it just doesn't all go into some magic place. All of this stuff takes a lot of sort, um, a lot of sorting, an immense amount of planning, an immense, even further amounts of connection throughout the value chain to provide end markets for this material to make sure that it is actually recycled. Even if it is recyclable, is it then recycled? Is it a desirable material? So it's a very complicated landscape. And I think that brands are trying to do as much as as much as they can in hoping that, uh, you know, baby steps are going to get us there in some ways that we know we have to do a lot, but we can't go from zero to 100 yeah, Dan, I don't want to add to that. Yeah, so certainly um, there is, you know, as far as the connected pack, you know, we firmly believe the pack sits at the center of everything that a marketer does. Um, it stares at your, you open up your medicine cabinet and there it is staring at you. You open up your refrigerator and there it is looking at you. Your cupboards, everywhere you look, your packaging is staring back at you. Right now with the connected pack, not only it could tell you, hey, I'm getting ready to expire. Right. You're I'm almost empty. You should, you know, go out and buy a new one of me because it's flu season. And I think that you're going to need this. Um, I know you want to recycle me, but here's what you do. Put the cap in this bin, put the carton in this bin and put the container in this bin. So it could tell you how to recycle it. And yeah. that is being worked on right now. Um, it'll also uh, work with you if you are visually impaired. You could It could read all the copy that's on pack to you and make sure you're getting your nutrition facts, make sure that you're using the product properly. Um, you could be completely visually impaired. You could be geriatric. You could be, you know, not speak English. Um, or read English perfectly, but with the advent of the connected pack, we are breaking down those barriers. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think about even even you know, the e-commerce element where people can now, you can see how something's going to look in your house from, you know, from online. So you can, you can, there, there's so much that we're already doing. And then think about the advent of smart glasses where if now your packaging is integrated and connected to, you know, like the, I think it was like Google glasses or something like that, but where you're walking down the shelf and maybe it has to your point on medicine, maybe your, your 
medical history is in there. And when you're looking at something, it's like, you can't do this, this will be good or whatever it might be. Um, I think there's so many benefits to it. And that's a great point, Jan, about how your packaging is sort of the thing that's always communicating to your customer. And so why not have it do more from a, from a usefulness standpoint? Uh, and also the, how do I, what do I do with this at the end? Because that, that how do, what do I do with this has to be connected to the, the material, the MRFs of you know, the material recovery right. facilities in the area where you are. It's not just, okay, this, like I've used this example before on the podcast, but I live in Salt Lake City. We do not have municipal recycling of glass here. Other places do have municipal recycling of glass. And so being able to scan something like that, if I'm traveling here to go ski or snowboard, and I need to know what do I do with this to be able to scan it. And it says, you know, you can take this to this location over here or dispose of in, in the trash is necessary because sometimes stuff does need to go to a landfill because people just dump it in and, you know, wish cycle it away. And that doesn't help anybody because now we got to sort it and it could contaminate the recycling and it's a whole thing. So right. I, I think there's something like 40, over 40,000 different municipal recycling setups in the United States. Something somewhere around forty three thousand different systems, and there there is a lot of work being done on this of getting exactly what you say. Go going by location, on this side of the street it's recyclable, on this other side of the street it's not recyclable, and how do you put that in the hands of consumers? So I think we will see that, it, but it's really hard, to, really hard to make that happen and to make it work everywhere for every single package. And there are people working on it, um, you know for sure. And so the I I. I'm actually really optimistic just by I'm naturally an optimistic person. Um, maybe because I haven't spent a whole lot of time in New York city. It seems like, uh, there's, <laughs> there's that you, you, you live in these big cities and everything's like, everyone's like pessimistic. And I'm just like, I don't know. I grew up in Colorado and I live in Utah. It's, I guess everyone's happy all the time, but, uh, I'm naturally optimistic about the future. And, and it's by and large because I get to meet people like you all who are out there, working and doing things that are impacting the future of packaging. So uh, I'm not sure who wants to take this, but what, what are we, what are you all excited about? Or maybe we could kind of go like through each one of you. What are you excited about the possibilities of the future of either connected packaging or sustainable packaging? What, what so, gets you pumped up to go to work in the morning? Let, let me start off and then I'm going to turn this over to Paul, because I think he, he could touch upon a case study. He might have to white label it, you know, so at tag, we believe the basics, being right first time, having great quality, great service, bringing our clients, you know, new innovative ideas, making sure that they're fastest to market. I mean, that's point of entry, right? But at TAG, we are fortunate enough to have Devin and his team members, right, who can source at the right pricing, at the right location and warehouse it and get it delivered. Um, Emily will keep us up to date on everything that's happening around sustainability, such as the Holy Grail, which I've been involved mm -hmm. in, and I've actually gone to a MRF, and I watched uh, toothpaste go down a conveyor belt and get separated into the right bins, and then turning it over to Paul, um, let him discuss what he's been working on with a major company around the connected pack, I think would be really interesting. So you yeah. can see how we're looking at everything that has to do with packaging at TAG. Um, 
and we have those capabilities. So we're really fortunate. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so what we've been doing with a global um, CPG company is really looking at how they can engage with their clients and get that repetitive um, first party data back so that they can understand their clients more and therefore position their products um, much better. And what, what we've actually created is an ability to um, have a have a single QR code on the top of the product um, that you scan in um, and that effectively takes you to a virtual world that we have created for this brand. And within that virtual world, there, because the product appeals to both adults and children, there will be there will be gamification. There will be the opportunity to to engage with some of the characters. Um, there will there's an opportunity to deliver content about the product and um, and the contents and and also there's there's other ways of engaging them into other brands within the within the portfolio as well, so that they can see that. But it but it all starts from a virtual world. And one of the things that they used to justify taking this to market or taking this to market was that they could reduce their printing costs on on the packaging over an annual basis. That was the only business case that the uh, the customer would accept or the board would accept um, as, a, as a justification for going ahead. But what it now means is that virtual world can be very seasonalized. So right now it's obviously a very Christmassy, it will be a very Christmassy feel. Um, and then as we moved into spring and Easter and those types of period, it, it can it can change. But it's a it's a very immersive world that people can move around in. And, and the more times they visit, the more access they get. I love it. And the I, I think it, all of this does tie into this idea of economics um, where I, I think it's disingenuous for us to not acknowledge the fact that innovation, whether it's sustainability innovation, connected packaging innovation, you know, you talk about this virtual world, all of it does have to have an economic component, um, you know, and, and Jane, you did a great job of kind of outlining where everyone, you know, where where someone like Devin's team is going to come in and say, like, we're going to help make an economic justification for this uh, based on data. And, and I think for a while, at least when I was in sourcing, um, that was it was sort of like, well, yeah, if you want to be sustainable, if you want to be innovative, it's just going to cost you more. So being able to take a look at this holistically is, is a huge benefit that I think that TAG has to be able to bring to a brand and say, here's this connected packaging idea. And we think it has an economic viability because we can, you know, we can drive sourcing costs down actually over the long term. So see, Devin, I brought it, I brought it all the way back to sourcing. Yeah, you brought <laughs> just, it back to sourcing. It's just to supply chain, right? It's all there. Yeah. You know, I think too that you know, you ask me what gets me excited about the future of packaging. It's it's really where tag is going these days. You know, since the last time you and I spoke, you know, we've able to we've made some drastic improvements into our business and some changes in our business that have made a huge difference. One, we brought Emily on board to help lead us through sustainability and, and kind of navigate our ways through that make sure we are not greenwashing, making sure we're not taking a misstep or misdirecting a client to the, into the wrong direction. We brought Jan over to help us pull in together the magic of the strategy, the, the entire vision and the scope of the packaging. And then we've recently been uh, acquired by a Dentsu. So now we're part of that Dentsu brand, which now Paul brings into the magic of what he brings through Merkel. Uh, so where we are right now is, 
the part about packaging that gets me most excited is what tag is bringing to the market around packaging. I love it. That's great. Well, we are uh, coming up here on the end of our time. I thought, I thought 25 minutes would go fast. 30 minutes went by even faster. So can uh, I round, round us out, Adam? I, love, is that I was actually going to kick it over to you, Emily. Yeah. So. I was going to say my, my favorite thing about like what gets me excited about this is, is actually the number of global brands that we touch. So tag works. I don't think I can name them here, but tag works with so many different global brands and we have a direct line in to say the sustainability teams. And so if you are sit, if you're sitting within a brand, you're like, okay, I've got this problem. I'm a sustainability person. My, my company's tasked me to go fix this. Often it can feel hard because you're starting at zero. The ability that TAG has is to say, well, we worked with this brand, that brand, this brand. We've already hammered out a solution. We have the vendors. We already have basically everything set up and ready to go to be able to help this brand address one of their problems. So these companies don't have to start at zero. And so I can go to someone maybe in, say, pharma and say, hey, we've done this for CPGs and this has been what's worked and this is working really well. So you're able to leverage this work mostly around sustainability for me, but I think it's really great because we often get brands coming to us and they're saying, well, Tag, you're working with all these different brands. So what are you, like you tell us, what are you seeing? What are your, what are some other companies out there doing and where are they being successful? And we're able to share case studies and say like, yep. And Tag is your one-stop shop for that. And so that's my favorite part about that is that we are not starting from scratch every single time is that we've already worked out a lot of the problems. And so we are able to go further and go faster because some of the sustainability stuff, like there is no time to waste, right? We need to get busy. And recycling is the one area I see where companies do not mind sharing intellectual property yep. on what they're doing in order to be able to, you know, be as green as they possibly can be. The more volume that they're able to uh, put together that could be recycled, they're happy about that. They'll talk about that. They'll share that information, um, which is great, right? We're all yep. trying to save the planet. So I, it's so it's so true. I mean, I was at the Sustainable Packaging Coalition event in Boston recently, and there's brands from from every I mean, uh, competitive competitor brands who are coming together. But it's there's there's a there's a friendliness there of sharing of the of the data, because, yes, maybe you could get a little bit of a marketing edge for a, for a short bit of time. But I think brands are really feeling that pressure from from consumers, honestly, that it's like, this isn't just a thing to market your product. We actually, going back to the greenwashing thing, we actually want you to be about this. And in order to be about that, I think it does, it does create that connectedness and that collaboration, not only between brands, but also between, you know, partners and vendors and suppliers. Uh, Emily, as you were talking, I had this, this vision. Um, so I'm, big believer in this thing called gap selling um, or, or just kind of like gap theory, which is like your current state and your future state. However big that is, that's your gap. And what I think it's cool that tag does, you said, you know, you, you don't have to start from scratch. So if your current state is here and you know, you want to get here, a company like tag really allows this brand to get to the future state significantly faster. Cause you've already, you've already had to do the hard work of filling that gap in. So yes, I'm sure they could go do it themselves. The amount of time and talent and energy it's going to take to close that gap for these brands, I think they're they're not willing to pay. And and why would you want to do that if the solution's already been done? 
and you've already figured that out. So you guys provide this awesome opportunity to close that gap very quickly and get them doing the thing that they want to do, which is, you know, provide medicine, provide products, do, do the stuff that they, they already set out to do and, and you can help them do that in the way that they want to have it, um, have it achieved. So I think it's great. Really good. Um, what would be the best way for people to get in touch with either you individually or tag in general? Uh, if someone had questions about connected packaging or Manchester United, the history of Manchester United football, I'm guessing they wouldn't talk to Devin. They'd probably reach out to Paul. Uh, so what, what are some ways for people to get in touch with y'all? Just let them come to jan.stolerman at tagworldwide, tagww.com. And I will make sure that we respond in full force with, you know, the power of tag. So again, sounds um, like a t-shirt needs to be made. Our website is tagww.com. You can get us that way. Or you could email me directly at, again, jan.stolerman, tagww.com. Okay. Good old-fashioned LinkedIn is also an option. Yep. Okay. It is, it's good if I put your your LinkedIn profiles down in the show notes. They could. I'm sure if someone was like, I need to get in touch with Emily Stolarsic. It might, <laughs> it might be like, ah, I don't know. So I'll just make it easy. You can just click, you can yeah. just click down there. Perfect. Just yeah. don't call Devin at home. He does not want, he does not want any people. He doesn't want his home phone number out there. <laughs> I'll put it out there. It's I mean, I, never, never again, never again. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Paul, Emily, Jan, and Devin, I really appreciate y'all coming on talking about just this, this really hot topic, right? Both, both hot topics, really connected packaging and sustainability and what you're all doing at tag. Everyone go to tag Check out what is going on there and um make sure that you put jan on all of the spam email lists uh so that he gets he gets uh cat fancy and every thank you you're you're so but reach out to jan in all seriousness reach out to jan if you got any questions i appreciate y'all coming on thank you great thanks thank you Well, that is a wrap for the People of Packaging podcast. Hey, if you want some more packaging content, you can go pick up the book my wife and I wrote, Packaging Peaks in the Sticky Situation, available Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all sorts of places. And also, I want for you to go and follow my friends, Corey Connors. He hosts Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. It is incredible and it is wonderful. You can also go check out Avelio Matos' podcast, Packaging Unboxed. And you can check out the three of us every single Monday morning, 8.30 Mountain Time on LinkedIn, where we host the Packaging Today show. It is hilarious. And packaging is only half the story. So go check it out.